What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy, uh, what is today? Thursday? Thursday. Sorry, guys. I got in-studio guests. I got my guy, Ty, from the uh, Secret Society Seed Company and Higher Standard. And he's like my uh, lone wolf. You guys all know Blunts. Well, Blunts is down. Aaron, he's down. Tyler's another one of the uh, Grind Time family. He's the, uh, might be the smartest one out of all of us. Uh, he uh, He's definitely educated me along the way. But, uh, oh, can you hand me that putter out there? I was showing him my putter. And if anybody hasn't seen um, my putter and stuff like that or Nick's putter, uh, well, stay tuned because uh, our guest today, Mr. Jared Miller, um, we'll explain about that. But uh, before further ado, Nick, are you here today, bud? I'm here, buddy. How you doing? Hey, now, like, please, please, for the people that um, join us, and if uh, Tammy, who helped today, uh, Johnny, you shout out to uh, Pro Sports Zone and Dennis and Tammy for everybody had a blast. Uh, signed a bunch of stuff for for everybody. Got a big, big kick online, Nick, of Fuck Lemieux twenty two pucks. So I was signing nice. those all morning, signing other things. But to, awesome. to everybody else who I implore to go uh, look up our buddy Gordon Shell, who was on um, last episode on Tuesday, but Nick wasn't there because Nick got caught in real life. There it is. Look it. Fight me, Mike Vick. There it is. I hope, fantastic. Uh, see that. Yeah, did you? Yeah, there's a, uh, yeah, the dog's fighter. I, I believe that's probably my copy that I get to peruse. Um, you might have, have one. You watched you yet? Might have one. Have you watched no, it? No, I haven't. Yet. No, the uh, the DVD actually came in today, so I'm gonna check it out here probably tonight. And I've been talking to Gordon the last couple of days, man. He said the uh, it was a great show. I'm sorry I missed it. Um, no, but I'll check it, it out, dude, man. No, no, but that's and those are the people, and that's what it's about. You know, like we're rescuing and fighting for you know rescuing and fighting dogs. Uh, you know, dogs that are abused, but it's just getting the awareness out, and I think that. It's so important that people know that when they have, have injustice or need, you know, something needs to be said. I think, think that they, they're not alone in doing that. So when it comes to animals and animal cruelty, it's awesome. Uh, so, um, bro, you got your caddy hat on. Do you want to go play after we're done or are you like locked into work? So you got caught in work the other day. That's what I was trying to Let me get to the point. To the fact why you were you didn't play hooky, people said like I should fire your ass and shit like that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 you gotta understand. So you're doing real, real life work, right? Yep. We need an update on the real world. We also need an update on Quinn's foot. Okay, there's a lot of us out there that are hanging by the every word and then we got it also i need to understand um i got a lot to say back because i got i got good reviews on my putter but uh nice um you give us some updates because it feels like i haven't i haven't seen you in like a week i know it's kind of a bummer man um real world is getting is getting real man i think with everybody going back to work um you know the the hr payroll workers comp risk all that other stuff that i do with 
the company I work for, Access Point, we're just kind of inundated with stuff right now. So I sat on the phone and looking at a spreadsheet for uh, like, What's you like that is a good name drop. Well, it's, it's, it's like uh, it's kind of like uh, ubiquitous. <laughs> fuck you. You know that. What the fuck? Like a lot of shit? Like just everybody? Like a got, lot? Like lots it's going a smart, on? Is that what yeah. Inundated is like a smart word for I got a ton of shit coming my way. Okay. That's essentially what that means. So I, you know, sat and stared at an Excel file for like 14 hours and I didn't get done. I was hoping to make by, you know, make it by four o'clock, but that got pushed to about 11 o'clock at night. Uh, well, so it is what it is. You got to, you got to pay the bills, you know? That's the bet. That's what I said. Now be careful because don't let the real job get in the way of the job that you want. No, I mean, I didn't mean that. It was supposed to be the other way around. Um, <laughs> right. um yeah. So yeah. Because we were in communication, and obviously you have to take care of this stuff like that. And um, we'll definitely have Gordon Shell in, so you'll get to meet him in person and stuff. But yeah, the, I think that the reality is, and the whole point in my roundabout storytelling way is that you know, like uh, the new norm is it, it's sort of changing, right? Because people are going back to work, so things are a little bit different. I just implore people maybe a little bit of more patience, a little resilience little more more patience and then uh we'll 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 all get there right we'll all get there so what about quinn how's her foot because anybody you know she's doing uh, good man next four-year-old daughter thankfully thankfully she's not in a pretty cool boot so she can move around and so that saves a lot of aggravation She's doing okay so she had the uh she's had the boot on since last tuesday so this coming Tuesday, she we can start kind of weaning her off of it and seeing what she can do. And I mean, all day, every day is stop running, stop jumping. Quinn, you have a broken leg. That comes out of my mouth 50 times a day. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop doing that. You're going to make this worse. And I throw every scenario out of there and she just doesn't care. So, which is a lot like how I was as a child. So this is a little bit of payback, but she's running around. She's good. Um, can't get back on the bike and can't really play around in the pool right now. So hopefully Tuesday we start taking her off of it a little bit and uh, should be good to go, man. Hopefully just the beginning of summer starting. I think it's what a week, the week. I don't know. It's hot as shit outside. Um, once it starts, she'll be good. So um, yeah, man, that's what's kind of going on in the real world. And I haven't seen you. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. We're supposed to golf. Well, we, we should be golfing every day. We need to get, need to get out golfing. Uh, soon, for sure. sure. But speaking of golf, speaking of golf, um, you know, see, this is the interesting thing with the grind time, Darren McCarty, or twenty-five on nineteen, or whatever the heck involved with in part of the grind time family, because our next guest, who's now a member of the family, because um, when I show you what he's done, you're gonna see why. But it's also something that try to bring it, bring you people that also too. Um, you can meet and to fil- facilitate these win-win situations. So, Nick, why don't you introduce our guest and tell the people at home just, you know, how this relationship came about? Because it's real, it's cerebral, and, and you know, the, the one thing that I love is just when it organic things organically happen and they're meant to be, um, I like to try to show them, you know, how they be, and, and there's no better – uh 
example for the grind time family than it, when it comes to Mr. Miller. So go ahead, Nick. Yeah, so we got Jared Miller from the Club Lab on today. Jared reached out to me, I don't know, maybe it was a month or maybe maybe more. Um, and keep in mind, like, we have people to reach out to us quite a bit about, oh, we got this, we got that. And you'll hear Max say a million times, it's it's about the people, you know, and then it's about, you know, the product. But it, it can be a great product, but if the person sucks, we're not just, we're not going to deal with them. It's just, it is what it is. So talk to Jared, talk a little bit about what he's doing. He sent some pictures, want to do some clubs for us. We're like, all right, well, let's, let's check it out. And uh, he was super fast, super professional. And he was sending me some update pictures that I wanted to send to Darren immediately. But it was like, no, I'm just going to show him, uh, show him that it's done. It's in bubble wrap. And he came over and see it. And it was amazing. Um, but yeah, man, it was, I mean, I just want to show my putter to everybody and how, what a sick job. We'll let Max come. So new shaft on this thing, new grip, cut it down to length. This is a ER2 even roll putter, all in flat black, laser etched, got my name on it. I mean, come on, this thing is incredible. So we got lots of questions for you, Jared. So let's let's get them on here, man. I want to hear some well, stuff. Hold on, man. And here's the thing. Nick even said, he said, I don't know if I'm going to use this butter. I'm like, what? Dude, because let's make me toys because I'll use it. And I'll show you my toys as we welcome in. Here's mine. Remember, I'm not very good, but I have the number. But this is the best part. So you know how, like, I have the house coat. I mean, the, the house coat that they dolls made me. Um, the fighting jacket with all the Stanley Cups on the pocket, so I just put my hand in the pocket, so I don't have to go forward. Everybody to be quiet. So now I have this putter. Look at that. If you can see that, and you can't, it is so done there. That's even better. But the, all the years of it, and 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 all I want to tell Mr. Miller and Nick, you know what? It works, bro. I played a little nine at Red Run yesterday. Didn't hit it very good, but hit two greens and shot 39. So you got to be making some putts. So uh, without further ado, from the club lab uh, and uh, the newest member of the Grind Time family, uh, please welcome in Mr. Jared Miller. Hey, there guys. Thanks. <laughs> right uh, on. It's a little well, no, it's an honor to uh, it's an honor to you know be in hold of this and and you put some makeable putts, you put a putting stroke in it or something because mine so far works and I implore everybody to use it. But Jared, tell everybody out there, um, you know where you're from, how how did uh, Club Lab start, and you know where where do your love of golf or you know, give us a little bit of a background. You let people know you a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So I'm originally from the Metro Detroit area. Basically lived here my whole life, uh, more specifically in Canton. Um, and essentially the way it started is me and my partner, we, we wanted to be able to do this customization and everything to our clubs. And through some trial and error, we kind of found out that we were pretty good at it. And um, we basically figured, hey, if we can do it to our own stuff, why not you know, start offering it to friends? 
and then friends turned into their friends. And then really once we started advertising a little bit on social media, um, it kind of took off a lot faster than any of us could have expected. When, so how long have you been doing this? When did, uh, when was this conversation between you and what's your buddy's, your partner's name? So my buddy's name is Jesse. Um, he, he has a couple other businesses, so he definitely, you know, helps out, but he's a little bit more behind the scenes than I am. But, uh, this is officially at the end of June will be our third full month and in official business. So, so, so really this is something that, uh, you know, I want people to understand that this came about, you know, sort of during the COVID or because of the COVID or during that time. Right. So what was, uh, what was the, I guess, what was the hardest part about, you know, getting started or, or learning how to do this, you know, because, uh, the one thing that I want people to understand and, and if they see it is just the attention to detail. Like it's, it's, it's like the edges of my cup and, and not my cup, but my four cups. Um, but just the, the, the detail, because it actually, you know, a lot of times when, especially with golf clubs, when you change anything to them, it alters their balance. It alters the weight. It alters the way that they use. I can tell you, for example, no, if anything, it made it better. But uh, like, how does it, 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 so you guys did start this pretty much if my math's right during the COVID or right? Like how was the, the whole process of, uh, you know, learning to do this or understanding, like you, you said it yourself that we were pretty good at it. When did you realize that? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I have a, a good friend that at work, he, he does a lot of gunsmithing on the side and it, it really isn't much different than working with putters. You know, metal is metal as far as, uh, getting rid of marks and, and dents that you you would have in the club. And so I kind of sat down with him. He really showed me some neat tricks and the different tools I would need to work. And just kind of by, by going to play it against sports and buying, you know, $8 crappy putters and, and ruining some of them, some of them turning out really cool. Uh, you just, you know, by trial and error, we, we got – really good at it and uh yeah your your math is pretty much dead on really we started probably a couple weeks before uh things really took off with the covid um i'm a engineer officially that's my day job and so this was you know kind of just going to be a fun side project but then i got you know laid off for two and a half months and, you know, just was able to really focus all my efforts on advertising and, and pushing our product. And after this month, we should be well over a hundred refurbished putters for, you know, the last three months, which is crazy for what, what we thought we had originally. Well, you know what, that's just the start, you know, so whatever number, that you did with, with Nick and ours, you definitely like, you know, that that's just something that, <clears throat> you know, I implore people when they see me out or, or whatever, ask me, you know, take, you want to look at my putter and see the, the great detail, but uh, throw out uh, do you, where, is there a website or is there somewhere where people who have questions or want to get clubs done? Because 
Um, I know that, you know, putters are what you do, but you also do other clubs and you can pretty much, you know, do drivers and wedges and stuff like that too, right? Yeah, so we haven't ventured into drivers yet. Um, that's, okay. it, I mean, we're experimenting, but again, we're kind of waiting for play it again to open so I can buy some more test clubs and see what we're able to do with them. But definitely irons, wedges, and putters, uh, all that we can do. Um, so right now we're still, because we're still so young, we're working on developing a website. Uh, Nick has been a huge help with getting me in touch with some good people that are going to help me make that happen. But really through Instagram and Facebook, if you look up uh, the Club Lab, that's been our mainstream of advertising and order stream. Right on. No. Um, Nick, you have any questions here for our friend Jared, who definitely uh, we're going to blow You know, the, the one thing that comes to mind is that another big thing that I haven't brought it up uh, on here yet, but the Metro Detroit Golf, Golf League or whatever now that uh, our buddies Mike Sullivan started from uh, 97-1 to play a lot of golf with. But, uh, you know, there's well over 10,000 people there. And, and what you know, the one thing that I loved about the fact is, is like I say, it's, you're facilitating options and facilitating that, that there's things out there. And, you know, there's there, to me anyways, there's something to it to have it personalized. I know that, you know, I've uh, the first time that – you know, for it came down is uh, so Dan Poles, a, a pro in Michigan up in uh, Mount Pleasant and play a lot with him. And uh, um, he got me into these Hopkin wedges that I got my number on. I just love it because when I have my number on it, um, if it ends up in your bag and we played together, then I know when it was mine. If you steal it, then we got it. So, I mean, it's just sort of like protecting me from myself but i know for a fact that when i hit a bad shot or three putt or whatever and look down and see you know something that makes me smile which my four cups because i realize no matter if i four putt i still got four cups i can't take them away so i like that about you know everybody out there listen check out uh the club lab go ahead nick what do you got yeah, man. Like Mac wasn't kidding. He's like, I, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, oh shit, I don't want to hit this thing. I literally don't want to hit it. It looks that awesome. Like it is incredible. I've been maybe known in the past to, to maybe lay a club down on the ground a little too hard. It's happened a couple times. Um, and I'm looking at this going, all right, well, I can never throw my putter again because this thing is incredible. No, you did a, a, a really cool job. You think your putter's a shovel sometimes. It's not a shovel. This will stop sometimes. you from, right? Like, how long do you think the over-under? I think that you've matured enough that if you put that in play, that, that'll never be risk of being, right? Yeah, I think that you'll have two putters in your bag. You'll take that one back, put it in nicely, take the other one out and break it. Yeah, there's always good to have that backup. My brother actually taught me that trick. He used to have a club in his bag that he would take out and smash things with and then put the that club back. Um, he would never hit it, but it saved people. Um, no, but it's absolutely gorgeous. It's sitting already in my in my fancy Tory Pines. I mean, 
this should be on the mantle. It's that incredible. Um, is that the Jared, cover tell me more about what's that? <laughs> I said, is that the cover? You have me convinced that I lost for you. Yep. Yep. That's the one. Jared's <laughs> like, Hey, do you got a putter cover with that? And I, I immediately start Googling the most expensive putter covers <laughs> I could find. And I was like, yeah, I left it there. And I sent him a picture of it. It was like $99 for this thing. And I just let him sit on it for a few minutes. And I was like, dude, I got my, my putter cover. I got it. Yeah. A little bit of a meltdown there. Um, but talk about like, how did you get into golf in general? Like, I understand, you know, you're a, you're a mechanical engineer, so you get it. Um, how did your, did you start from an early age? What was your love of playing with golf? Hey, Nick, what you mean is he's a mechanical engineer. So this is fun for him. That's what you meant. So you get, but this is like fun for him. Like, right. This is medically fun for me. I don't know if we're, are we medic? We're medicating and recreationally using here on 25 on 19, but yeah. How, how, yeah. Answer next question. Whatever Nick said. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, growing up, I was a big baseball player, played a little bit of college baseball. Um, and so, you know, sports were always in my life. And so I'd say probably 13, 14, started just casually golfing. Um, obviously fell in love with it. Still not very good at it, but I'm good enough to enjoy it. Um, but I'm a lot better at working on clubs than I am using them. Uh, but yeah, so really just over the years you know the love for the game grew and and grew the more i played but there wasn't really anything specific that got me into the game uh just being an athlete and enjoying being out with friends uh you know having a few drinks while you're doing it there's you know nothing can beat that absolutely what is like the toughest part about redoing these putters like what is is it the paint? Is it the taking the hat off? Like, what is the most challenging thing when working with these clubs? Cleaning mine. Cleaning mine was the Dude. toughest for him. <laughs> I can't believe. That's that. That's like, the thing. You, Dude, 12, he you don't understand. Grip. Like the the grip, the grip, dude. The grip on his putter when he handed it to me. I'm like, there's. It looked like you've been stirring a, like a tar pit with the thing. And that's what I'm happens like, here when you, you go. practice your putting, Nick. When you practice here. your putting, and you know what, <laughs> or you leave it in the bottom of the trunk. I don't know. Either right, way. right. That's yeah. And I gave it to Jared, and Jared's like, he didn't mention anything. That thing came back. It looked brand new. I thought it was going to smell like gasoline because it's the only way you could probably get that that grip clean. It looked brand new. He did an amazing job. So, what is like the toughest part about doing doing a club? Yeah, so it's it's definitely the the metal finishing, the initial, the cleanup of all the dents and and dings. Um, you know, on a scale of one to ten, I would rate your guys at a ten as far as what I normally see, what the shape they're in. Um, I mean, they're they usually look like they got thrown through a wood chipper, and so there's you know there's a lot of hours in the metal work getting the dents and dings out without, you know, like Max said, without taking too much weight out of it or changing the center of gravity, because that's the, the whole basis of these putters is they're specifically designed to where that sweet spot is in that perfect area and the weight is distributed perfect. So when you go start sanding out and grinding out too much material, 
yeah, it might look cool, but the, the customer gets it back. And if they, you know, can't roll a straight putt with it, they're not going to be very happy. So it's definitely that initial cleanup uh, from there. It's, it's not too difficult. Um, the, the more of them I do, the, the easier the paint fill on them gets. You know, you buy the right equipment and it's not too difficult. That's awesome, man. Like it, it looks so, you did such a really good job with this. Is there anything with putters that you can't do? Like I know we talked about the cups and I was like something like this. I don't know how detailed you can get. And then you kind of, you know, I could tell your OCD kicked in a little bit and you, you started playing with it and you had the cups, but then you can almost see NHL on the logo on the cups. And then the, I mean, there's little literal detail on them. And then you got the years underneath in a different paint. Like, is there anything that you just, you can't do or can't be done with them? Oh boy. Uh, haven't found it yet. I mean, the, what we use to do that is a laser. So, I mean, it, the detail that you can get out of the laser with the right settings is just incredible. So as long as, as long as it fits in the spot that you want it, we can pretty much make it happen. That's awesome. What? Now, what about yeah. you? Go ahead, Mac. No, well, I was I was gonna say so. The, you know, the, this is something that it's uh you know begun. Obviously, the the like you said, it's a a process that um like with guns or you realize what the like the the secret is or what the ingredient is or whatever you have to do. Um, I guess where is the where where's the easy I want to know where's the easiest so if people are looking to because I think it's a great way you know to to even put uh some sort of marking on your favorite clubs or whatever like that so if you're looking at sort of a club is like the flat spot the easier spot or is it because like sometime like at the bottom where I have my cups I'm not worried about it rubbing off but is there certain things like maybe at different positions where people wanted to know where they where they could go or you could pretty much engrave them anywhere they want yeah so there's you know the flatter the spot like you said the better um like nick's on that you know the face that was super easy because that face is just dead flat um the spot where we did the cups for you is a little bit crowned but again with with the way the laser works, it has basically a, a, a depth sensor. So if it's on an arc or uneven surface, that laser automatically adjusts. So really there's, there's not, uh, not a bad spot to put them. Yours with it being on the bottom like that, you know, if it gets heavy use, we may have to redo the paint you know, once a season, just cause it might wear down a little bit. But again, that's, you know, you, you dropping it off or me coming by in 30 seconds of, of filling the paint back up real quick and, you know, it'll look good as new or a different color. Uh, you know, it, there's tons of options. But you know, that that's the thing is I, I think you explained that really well is that it doesn't matter because some putters are built differently and stuff is that the laser takes care of it. And then if it's just like anything else, you're going to touch it up once a year, but structurally it's not going to do it. Um, how about like uh, changing colors or different things like that? If, if you know, people have a black, black shaft and they, you know, or, or a black 
space and they wanted to paint it different colors is that pretty much it doesn't matter the as long as it fits and and the, the, you have the colors and it it'll work yeah we've we've yet to find a a color that we haven't been able to do um, whether it's a custom mix or if it's something that we can just buy you know off the shelf what what this is is you know it's it's easier to just call it paint but it's really it's a ceramic coating so it it's just ridiculously durable and it's made in just about every color and that's that's the beauty of it we have a a customer in Illinois that I think he's sent me about 10 putters now and he just is obsessed with bright bright colors so we've done a neon orange one we've done a neon green one we're getting ready to do a neon yellow so you know if if you can dream it I'm pretty confident that we can do it or I can figure out how to do it yeah no I love that because uh I love that because it just, you know, that that's what it's all about. Just, uh, you know, what's your imagination or, and, and it goes back to what golf is supposed to be about. It's yes, it can be about competition and it can be about beating your buddy's brains in and getting the last lap, but it's about being outside. It's about, you know, enjoying yourself and, and you're not supposed to be the best player, but you're supposed to, you know, enjoy your time. Reminds me, I just wanted to say this because there's a question that some somebody said is that if they wanted to start learning to play golf, what are the best advice? What should you learn first? And here's my answer: etiquette and pace of play. The rest of it in the middle is, doesn't matter. But if you learn the etiquette and proper, you know, etiquette as far as how to behave on the golf course, what's right, what's wrong, raking traps, where to stand, don't drive the golf cart on the tee box, just different things like that. And then you play, and then you play, you know, steady. You can play with anybody in the world that, that would love to play golf with as many colored clubs as you want. So that's D-Max golf tip of the day. Uh Oh, <laughs> somebody just in the water at the Harbor town. I think it was Davis love <laughs> the, the, the turd. Did it, can you do that paint? I don't know. They're on the fancy. They were popular back in the day where it, it the, the color changing. Is that possible to do that on a club? Yeah. So um, if you check out the social media, I, I posted one yesterday. Um, it's got, it was either yesterday or the day before. It's got some actual metal flake in it. And depending on the angle you, you look at it, it's either a really awesome blue or a little bit of a purple, some turquoise in there. I mean, it's just out. It it's tough to post pictures and really do it justice. Um, you know, out in the sun, it just looks absolutely incredible. Oh no, that's that, awesome. that, that's I, I love that too for for different things. Now, how about you know, is it just like the club lot? Like, if we can have you expanded from from that like is strictly golf clubs or are there other things that you know like we can start engraving and stuff I'm, or it, have you worked I mean, on it yeah Doesn't. i can i typically you know yeah there you go there's one of the, the color changing ones there so from that angle it's a blue and then if you kind of you know would twist it around a little bit it becomes more of a purple so but if if it's metal or plastic or rubber we can we can engrave it um i originally had thought about branching off and 
and doing some more things. But like I said, because this isn't necessarily my, my main gig, I've been staying ridiculously busy with just putters and wedges that I haven't really had the need to try and expand. But I'm always open to ideas and I like to think I'm a hustler, so I never pass down, you know, a good opportunity. Well, here, you know, and this is a, this is what I love, and it just about is that you ain't afraid to do the work, and the and the best part. So here, like Nick tells you, grind time. If you listened to us before, he's got a yeah. real job, you know. Um, so everybody's got a real job, and everybody. I said it's like if you're a Star Wars fan, it's like the, everybody's Mandalorian, and then we just all have somewhere to convene because the most important thing to me no matter what is for to realize that you're not alone either in the way that you think or in the way that you know when things are good or when things are bad so the whole thing is like if we can you know and and i love it because every answer or when i hear you talk it's that engineer's mind right i don't have that so how like did you always want to be, what did you want to be like when you were a kid to grow up? Was Did you always want to be an engineer or did you get directed in that way? See, because Nick wanted to be a go-go dancer and just, he just grew, <laughs> there's no, dude, it's then true. he wears a short, like then he got fired. And so, you know, now he's working for me. So there you go. So um, was it something that is engineering this something that was always in like to, to do stuff like this? Could, and, and I love the fact, here's my advice. I love the fact that, you, you know, that it sort of organically grew and then you have the power to, you know, control as much or as little as you work because it's not your main gig. So in that way, be able to nurture it to what you want it to be because because the work is phenomenal, bro. It's it's like, you know, it's it's aces. <laughs> so growing up i was always a, a tinkerer i would always you know take stuff apart to try and figure out how it worked uh you know put stuff back together i was a big computer guy thought i you know wanted to go to school and learn how to fix computers build computers work on computers whatever um you know found out the hard way that wasn't really what i was interested in and uh <laughs> Then I met my wife and she was going to school to be an engineer and I would listen to her study and go through her stuff. And it's kind of like, man, this is exactly what I want to be doing. This, this is right up my alley and um, no pun intended because her name is Allie, but uh, uh, my dad, <laughs> see what I did there? Um, my dad is an engineer. I'm going to steal it. And then trust me, I'll steal it when I introduce you next time and, I'll use that as all. That's why you fit in. We're all cheese balls here. All cheese balls. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, I was I was always a, a builder, tinker, and then when you mix it with sports, it's you know I I go out in the garage after I put my daughter to bed at night, and sometimes I work till you know one or two a.m. and I look at my phone and it's like holy smokes, I didn't even realize I've been out here that long because I throw the headphones in and you know you kind of just get lost in the work okay that's you know what you're phenomenal you know why because you just segue into because i looked and see at uh we got about uh, 20 minutes left 
And uh, Father's Day is this Sunday, gentlemen. You just mentioned, Jared, you have a daughter. Let's start there. How old's your daughter and what is her name? So I have a 11-month-old daughter and her name is Abigail. And we have Olivia coming in three months. So we are going to have a 13-month-old and a newborn. <laughs> well, you know, I guess uh, so I have actually uh this is not funny but um so i i have six my two oldest are my uh stepkids that live here michelle and brendan who are 26 and 25 well poor michelle mother had to take her into the hospital she had appendicitis and got her <laughs> appendix out so we're just waiting for her to come home everything's good so so that's my oldest and then my yeah she last night <laughs> yeah what? yeah exactly oh yeah news update but cheryl posted it for anybody who who follows uh mcslotsky so anyway so then my four kids who griffin um emerson avery and grayson uh live in california and they're 26 down or 24 down actually griffin just graduated from ucla last friday so um you know that's uh you're at the beginning bro but you understand that so and and obviously uh Jack's 11, right, Nick? And uh, Quinn's four? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Jack will be 11 in July, and Quinn will be five in September. And it's so cliche. It goes by so fast. Everybody always says it. I mean, especially with newborns, it's like the longest days you've ever had in your life, but the fastest weeks. It's strange how that kind of works. But uh, I think it's awesome that, Jared, you're doing what you're doing. It shows that you know, shows your kids, especially that you found something that you love to do. And if you find something you love to do, it's, you don't, you know, you don't work a day in your life. Right. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. What do you look forward to? Like, because now here's the whole thing. So, um, so if I have the older kids and, you know, and I'll answer what does father's day mean to me, you know what I'm proud of, Right now is no matter all the ups and downs that all the kids have been through, you know, because it hasn't been easy with or without me and stuff like that is the people that they're becoming. Um, The growth that I see in them, obviously, in in all six of them in their own way. So I see that as as the grind time family grows, you know, and, and it's just what I preach here. It's just looking in the mirror and saying, okay, this is the way it is. And I don't like it. So what do I got to do to change it? Or I do like it, or I just show the appreciation. And, you know, as a parent, that's all that, you you know, you see some of that uh, appreciation because now they're older. So what about you, Nick? Cause you're sort of in the middle. You've, you've been the, the dad for a while and, and now it's changed a little bit through this COVID 19 and being around and, what is, you know, what is, what is this Father's Day for uh, 2020 mean to you? Dude, it's, it's crazy. I mean, a lot of the stuff that, you know, with the quarantine kind of gone through, um, you know, neglecting kids when you don't mean to, cause you're trying to work and do all that other stuff. And, and it's, uh, you know, at a point I was like, man, I just want to get out of the house. And then as, you know, I think I'm starting back up on work on Monday, going back into the office, and there's this little bit of panic of like, oh, man, I got to leave my family. So it's this weird kind of kind of thing going on. But it's, it's uh, 
you know, like every other Father's Day, you hang out with the kids, you do the whole thing and maybe try and golf a little bit. And uh, I think it's it's especially the day before I'm going back to work, just kind of cherish the family and and look at all the silver linings, all the fun things that you're able to accomplish with your kids um, over the last couple of months. Quinn got a brand new set of golf clubs yesterday and got the whole thing set up. So she's ready to, uh, she's ready out, out there, ready to kill it. So it's, it's good, man. It's exciting. The weather's nice and you know, things are looking up. So what about you, Jared? Uh, what do you look forward to? Cause this is your first uh, father's day, correct? Baby's not yeah. one yet. Yeah, it'll be the first one. Uh, we're about a month away from our first birthday. So to be honest, I don't, I don't really know what to expect. I think, you know, it's going to be, a little bit of, you know, a lot of emotions. Uh, we, we actually, so I'm 30. Uh, we actually struggled for a couple of years to get pregnant and then, you know, had to do some stuff to get pregnant. So we're just, you know, all just incredibly grateful to, to have the one. And now that we have the second on the way, I mean, it, it's really hard to put in words, you know, how, how grateful, we are and you know she she actually took started walking yesterday so you know just those miles yeah it's incredible just those milestones that you you see in you know being home over the past i don't call it three months just seeing every day she's doing something different and growing and today she's clapping she's giving you a high five tomorrow you know it's just it it's just undescribable really how how awesome kids are. Yeah. So isn't it weird? Like, like, and it's rare. So I'm going to take this opportunity because you know, you being, this is your first father's day coming up, but do you remember like last year at this time, you know, where, you know, where your head was at um, because you hadn't started the company. Uh, the baby was about a month away. You hadn't had a kid yet. You know what I mean? Father's day, you know, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, do you remember where, you know, can you remember at all, like, the headspace you were in about a year ago? Uh, you know, I, I'd i be lying if I said I could remember, but yeah, I think about it all the time of, man, what did I do with all my time? You know, I, I didn't, I wasn't working on putters at night. I didn't have a kid. I mean, I, I play a lot of softball, but, man, I don't know what I did with all my free time because – I don't have any time anymore. <laughs> well, that's the way it's supposed to be. And guess what? Do you, did you say, do you know what the, uh, when, when is the, uh, the new baby do? And do you know what it's going to be? Did you find out yet? Yeah. August, August 31st, uh, uh Abigail's going to have a little sister, Olivia. Oh, that's awesome, bro. I mean, I got yep. four daughters and it's, uh, They'll melt your heart like like anything else. And I think that, you know, the great point out there for everybody is I think Nick brought it up and said, what a great example Jared's setting, um, you know, for his daughter and for, for everybody else. Well, you know, not only following your dreams, but like I say here at Grind Time all the time is, is if your intentions are pure, we'll figure it out, right? Because it's uh, – Nick said it earlier, it's not about, I don't care how flashy and how spectacular it is, it's about the people, you know, I'm not, I'm going to tell you every time, you know, as, as the Red Wings and Stevie and Drapes, those guys build the culture, we're building the grind time, 
family culture too. And then Jared Miller of Club Labs is is an example to bring, you know, to you the people that we've met because you know, organically and, and it's just about people and, and to be able to see, you know, somebody starting out their journey, it's something to share. That's why, you know, as far as check out the the club lab on Instagram, on Facebook, you know, you can always email Nick at DarrenMcCarty.com, um, you know, to, to get some information. Uh, you know, I, I, I love it. You know, I, I love the fact of it's about bringing everybody together and it's about facilitating an option. That's all it is, you know, and a lot of us like golf. So I implore everybody to check out the club lab. I implore everybody to check out the Metro Detroit Golf League. Um, but remember, tell all your friends, I'm the sergeant at arms and we don't play any bullshit on there. It's all about fun. Right, because the world's too tough. So that's what you know. The, that's my PSA for today. Um, what's uh? So what else? Uh, where was I going? Oh, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of golf. So you're in the Canton area. Do you have a uh, clubs that you play around? Where you already have a favorite favorite uh, club that you your home track, Jared? Um. Yeah. So. Really, I'd say probably Pheasant Run is probably my, you know, go-to course. Um, love it. You know, it's always always in great shape with 27 holes. It, you know, gives you options. Typically, I only get time to go out and play nine. So, you know, I can go three times and not, not play the same course. So, you know, that's awesome. Fellows Creek is another good one in Canton. Um, our, our work golf league is at St. John's. So that's oh. that's always a really nice course, but yeah, I mean, really, any anywhere I can get out and and go play. Like I said, I'm not the greatest, so you know, any any course that'll let me out there to hack up their course a little bit is is fine with me. So so uh, just to make sure, because my boy Tyler here is a lefty, um, the club lab is not prejudice, correct? It is it, uh, lefties and righties. In fact, didn't you say that probably the lefties clubs turn out a little bit shinier, a little bit better? I, is, that, right, is that just like hockey sticks? Because when a righty looks at a lefty's curve, it looks so huge and illegal. You know, they always <laughs> say the same. Is it, like, it's the truth. If, if you play hockey... You play hockey? Yeah, I right. I do. Obviously, not, not quite on the same level that you do. Um, <laughs> but uh, I actually personally am. You're thirty. I'm almost fifty. I play in the old timers league. That's what it is. You don't. Play, you're not older than that. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it has yeah. to be. But that's yeah, I'm a, I'm a lefty. My, I'm a lefty myself, so you know I, I might be able to give him a special little lefty discount. Oh, nice! Look at that. Got you all hooked up. That's how we work in the grind time family, especially with the lefties. Drapes yep. is a lefty. We we uh we'll make, we'll get drapes and we'll charge drapes double to take care of yep. um Exactly. I, I I'm gonna start get. I'm gonna start making. I got a great idea, Nick. That's what I can do for grind time gifts for the guys when they come in is I'll get them a custom 
putter and get uh, Jared to do it, but it's in how I want it. So like a nickname or like I'll put Ozzy as like a like a burglar or something like that or you know something like that. Mark that down. I got that that kind of segues me into a little something I've been working on the side, and you know Nick has has seen it. I don't know, oh. you know how you see that, but let's bring it back yeah. over here in the middle. Here. So you know, yeah, it's not quite That's done yet. Oh, dude, it's a ball marker with the Miracle Flow mullet. Fucking looking back in the day with the McCarty twenty five on it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, we got a, I got a studio audience member, and he's and he's technically eight feet away because I'm in the smoke shack. And I'm almost against the wall, and he's at the door. So just letting you know, we're getting back to the norm because I think uh, I think next week, Nick, uh, back in studio. I sort of like put that out there. Is that a yeah? Is that a probability? Yeah, it's very much probability. I got a call here with Mr. Michael Shulman here in the next. Uh... I owe him a call already, Who's so that? probably when I get done here, I'm going to give him a ring, and we're going to get that worked out. Um, yeah, but that's the plan. Let's get back in studio. Let's, you know, get after it again. Um, much cleaner, much easier, much more fun. You get to see everybody again. Um, so we're working out the details of that and have that dialed in in the next day or so. So we'll have uh, we'll have it all put together, man. I love it. I love it. Um yeah. Did uh oh did uh we haven't talked about so let's talk golf. Did you because you we haven't talked about it, but did you watch uh the golf last weekend? Did you watch Berger win? I watched the putt that made him win. Is about the, that's the extent of golf that I watched. You missed the Shoffley and you missed because I was just saying that happens to me all the time. Who lips out more than I do? Nobody. Nobody burns <laughs> edges. That's me. That's me. If they were five inch holes, I'd be on the PGA tour. Not really. You know what though? Now um, that you're you're burning you're burning edges though, and that's fine. Now at least you're gonna look good doing it. The help from Jared oh, at the club club lab. I just right. Listen, I just want to tell you, I made I I think I had like fourteen putts through nine holes yesterday, and uh, it was like the best part is is the it, I didn't lose any balance or any. Like that's the what's what's important is one one thing is that when you know it's it's great and everything when I bring you to people to to other people because of the idea but the thing is because everything that I bring to you is that I use and I have used and and I and I swear by it. and if I would have missed a whole bunch of putts you know what you'd be hearing about it but I actually put some putts in there so we're all uh, we're all good that's how it works around here you keep the big guy. Keep the guy with the name happy. Yeah. Then everybody's happy. It's just sort of like I. It's sort of like being at home, where I tell everybody, "Don't worry, I got one feeling," and my wife in there owns it. So that's all good. What's uh, what? Anything? Uh, anything special you guys uh, look for this weekend? Do you? Uh, you got to do. So how often do you get to play golf? You say you play nine holes because you're pretty busy. Do you get to play once a week at least, here? Yeah, well, obviously during this pandemic, I've been going actually a lot more, you know, without having to go into work every day. I've been playing probably two, three times a week. But I'd say, yeah, probably in a normal summer on average, about once a week, get out for a early Saturday or early Sunday round with the buddies. Well, we'll have to 
keep that in mind and uh as we uh as nick uh as nick decides when uh he's gonna uh bring that putter out to use we'll have to get out and to uh play around um let's see we got uh talladega this weekend boys in the nascar uh good luck to our buddy brad Kozlowski. um should be a good race what the the one thing that you look for in uh this race for anybody out there is the teammates teammates are key and yes why because drafting at talladega is important because you can get behind your teammate and you can push them and you guys can draft through everything else so that's why it's all important when you see teams running together and and you'll see teams pitting together and on different cycles so for that's a little bit for a little bit of the nascar for you for you guys out there that have uh picked it up also too uh for all you uh english premier league the uh premier league's back so um you know what i guess uh before we go here uh we're sitting here the 18th of uh of june three months through this pandemic jared what is the one thing that you've learned that you 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 can you can't live without and then you can live without oh man put me on the spot here that's what i do uh, <laughs> Well, I think during this pandemic, definitely I've learned that I can't live without a good beer. Um, you know, you have a rough day, you put the daughter to bed, you go out on the deck and you crack a nice cold beer and, you know, it seems to make everything melt away. Um, and obviously it's it's been a unique time and a, a tough time with ups and downs, but I mean, my, my wife is just incredible. I mean, she... She does the majority of the work with the kid. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie and say that, you know, I do the majority of the work, but I'd be absolutely lost without her. So, I mean, she, yeah, I'd say couldn't, definitely couldn't live without my wife. Well, that's uh, you and I, you and I both, buddy. And uh, you and you and I both in the fact that uh, you, you realize that uh, a lot earlier, uh, than I than I did. So, uh, but you're on the same track. So you got big things ahead of you, bro. I want to say thank you for joining us here on uh, 25 on 19 Grind Time, Darren McCarty edition. Uh, the Club Lab, Jared Miller. Check them out on Facebook. Grind Time. Uh, you know, get a hold of us. Uh, he's part of the family. Thank you, brother, for everything you do. We'll talk to you soon. If you need anything from us, get a hold of Nick and. Uh, Look forward to uh, meeting you in person, bud. Absolutely. It's been an honor, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, Thanks, thank man. You. So, thank you. And uh, all right, Nick, uh, I will. I just saw that a text message come through. Um, I will let you know in a minute. Uh, everybody out there, have a safe weekend. Happy Father's Day to you all. That means you, Tommy Mass, back in studio because you're our father figure. Yeah, and you too. Mr. Paul Benzman. Anyways, you're too young, Buzz. You're too young, Jess. Anyways, to everybody, David Angel, everybody back at the studio, to Nick Nooch, and everybody, that's the grinder. Aaron McCarty, have a great week, and happy Father's Day. We're out.